0: Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. How are we? It is the start of the year, well, sort of the start ish of the year. Maya, people have been asking when you are coming back
1: from wedding leave. <laughs> I'm back, everyone. Kia ora. I'm a married lady. I'm a wife. Oh my God. I'm a wife. I have a hyphenated surname. Do you? I do. Whose name went first? Um, His name. Why? I think it sounds better. Swadlinak Gardner. Yeah. Yes, Swadlinak Gardner instead of Gardner Swadlinak. Do you know what? I agree. Yeah, it was purely because of that from my perspective. But yeah, I'm a wife. I had a magical day. Who MC'd? Did you have a good MC for the wedding? Some random, some random person that we just kind of picked last minute. Yeah, yeah. Was she good? <laughs> she was okay. No, some MC guys. If you didn't notice, no, it was a, <laughs> it was a beautiful day. Had so much fun. I'm very much in my was it honeymooners phase of our relationship, and we're loving it. Yeah, feels pretty cool to be a wife. Not gonna lie. Stop. That's so sweet. <laughs> it made me cry,
0: and it's like three minutes in. Get it together, somewhere. yeah Well, I am very excited to get into this year with you because we've had a lot of questions come through. A lot of people have been really inspired by the Girls at Startup series. Also, for those that don't know, Maya is also joining us on our Tuesday episodes where we talk about personal finance and investing. But we got to know you first in the startup space. And, you know, a new year is always a great time to do new things. It's always a great time to, like, reset. It's a great time to think, what did I like about last year? What did I not like? And maybe this is the year that you decide that you're going to start a business. That's really scary. That's really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But someone gave us a question that honestly stopped me in my tracks, had me shook, made me think, like, whoa, like, I've never thought of this. They said, why? Why? should we start our own business? Yeah, capital should. Like, why should? The question was, why should we start our own business as it seems daunting? I've never even thought about it. Is it for everyone? Shall we do it? Can you please give us the positive and negatives? Have you ever wondered this?
1: I personally haven't, purely because I never felt like I fit into the traditional nine to five, like for my entire life. Just having four weeks off in Aotearoa, we get four weeks annual leave. Just holding on to those four weeks of time and you having to get approval from someone else to kind of, you know, dictate your schedule in a kind of way. And you spend so much time at work. And so I always like when I started thinking about what I wanted to do as a career, I always thought I want to own my own business so that I can be in control of my schedule and have flexibility within my lifestyle. So I've never wondered why you should, but my now husband, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds funny to say. Oh my God, you're still in that phase, aren't you? (laughs) Guys, apologies. (laughs) We're going to hear this for a while. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be giggling every time I say my husband. We're just going to beep it out. Anyway, (laughs) that's going to be Maya's swear word. (laughs) Get it together. Sorry. Yes. No, my husband was like, no, I don't want to own a business. Absolutely not. I want to just have a nine to five. I don't want to do work outside of work. I want the constant stability. That was it for him. He was like, I always want to know when I'm going to get paid and things like that. And so for him, a nine to five was so much more suitable for him at the time. He has changed his mind, but I I see why it can be really daunting for people as well and not a first like no-brainer.
0: That's interesting because doesn't his dad have his own business? So he would have grown up seeing business.
1: Yeah, yeah, business within his whānau, within his family, and that was definitely very stable. But also I believe within Austrian culture, that kind of stability of having a constant – you know, a nine to five job is just a lot easier. He didn't really have or really care to be like, I don't really want to start my own business in that sense. I'm happy to be an employee and all of those kinds of things. But yeah, yeah, that is actually kind of strange because his <laughs> his dad his parents actually owned a family business, but he also didn't want to start a business with me. <laughs> so <laughs> there we go.
0: Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, RentApp. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet RentApp, your ultimate rent-paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you, and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making home ownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app/gti for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. There we go. All right, hit me with
1: your questions. I am ready. Why did you start a business, Sim? Like we know that you've had quite a few business ventures from a very young age as well. But why did you start businesses?
0: Well, I think my first business started because... It was just purely out of a passion. Like it was, the, you know, the typical story of, well, I want to be able to afford things at home. I wanted to buy a car. My family were like, we're not buying you a car. And I was like, okay, well, I need money. I need money to have things that I want to do in life. And I've just learned you know, at sixteen years old, that I cannot just rock up to my family and ask them for money. Maybe if I was in trouble, that'd help. But for the nicer things, that's something I'm going to have to do myself. And Initially, I always thought that I was just going to make my money through like a nine to five job, a little bit like your husband and, (laughs) you know, just do a high paying job. Like I would become a surgeon or I would become an optometrist or I would become at one point I wanted to be like a lawyer. Like there was just a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And then over time... When I started my first little taste test in business, I realized one thing that absolutely changed my mind, that changed how I viewed business versus a stable nine-to-five job, which is in business, your outcome is much more consistent with your input. If I put in a lot of effort, because I'm someone that will put in like 110%, I can sit for six hours and do the same thing. I can go over my notes. Like I can get dedicated. But if I'm going to be dedicated and devoted to something I want just as much of an outcome off the other side Mm. and I realized that I could be the most dedicated worker in a nine-to-five job like as an optometrist or a retail worker or when I used to you know make coffees at the cafe at the petrol stations I was the most dedicated I can do it well and I can do it for long hours and oh this is so cringe but like in my mind like I can work like a machine I can do it But if I'm going to work myself to the bone, I don't want that to
1: be capped off
0: at $120,000 per year. Mm,
1: Yeah, I see that. Especially when you know how much work you put in and the value that you provide for a business, a company, and for that to reflect poorly in terms of pay, is like, it's discouraging. Absolutely. And so... When someone is
0: thinking like, should I start a business or not? You've just got to understand your why and we'll go through them Mm -hmm. and we'll go through the pros and cons of why you shouldn't, why you shouldn't. But for me, my why was, well, if I'm going to put in effort every single day, I want that output. Like if I give a hundred percent, I want a hundred percent of those profits. If I put in like 20% and the business does poorly, hey, that's for me to be blamed on. And I realized like with Girls That Invest, when I was putting 110% effort, I was making a salary that was two times, three times, four times what I made in my nine to five job. And yes, I was working much harder, but I
1: was happy to. Mm. And so when you first started a business, your why was to make money. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And how has your why progressed throughout your businesses to now with GTI? Because seeing you as a friend run your business for the past few years, it's a whole lot of work, man. (laughs) Like it it is, it is not a nine to five. It is 24 seven. So how has your why developed through your businesses and especially through girls that invest where you, have literally put your blood, sweat and tears into it.
0: I think my why is now about freedom and freedom of time and being okay with maybe not like bringing in as much money, but bringing in enough where I can still, you know, work four day work weeks and still, you know, provide a good salary for the people that work with us and still make a huge change in the world in terms of financial literacy so I think when you have a business the second thing that I realized I really enjoy that I couldn't quite find in a nine-to-five job is I like building things I like taking something that doesn't exist and then creating something and like figuring it out and solving a problem and I couldn't quite do that in my nine to five job because in a nine to five job, you had more restrictions with people being like, oh, yeah, you can build this. But like it has to fit these criterias and this is what legal says and this is what that does. And I'm quite a creative. And so it was important for me to be able to go, hey, this is going to be crazy, but I want to build a six week like boot camp for investing. I'm going to call it the investing masterclass. I'm going to put it together and like I'm going to put my blood, sweat and tears in it and hope that it works and that didn't exist. And then it did. And that was so fun to go from like nothing to, to something. Mm, that's interesting. And so Sim, what are your pros of starting a business? I want to hear yours as well after this, but my pros of starting a business, flexibility of time. You do have mm-hmm. less time overall, <laughs> <laughs> but it's flexible. <laughs>
1: yes so
0: like yes I might have to like I don't know work 50 60 hour weeks for the first year or two but if I need to go to a doctor's appointment I can go and I can make up that time you know on a Sunday or a Saturday morning and that's what I used to do I couldn't do that in my old job so I loved that no (laughs) Myra and I used to work together if if we haven't (laughs) made that uh, said that before before (laughs) the second pro of starting a business is this is my controversial opinion. As a woman of color, you go up further when you run your own business than if you try to do it in the corporate world. Mm, I understand that. Because in the corporate world, I've seen this time and time again, like with my friends that have you know been working for you know, a few more decades than I have, that have children and that have done the hard yards through the corporate ladder. It is tough. And if you are a woman and a woman of color, and you have children, like God help you. If you want a promotion, <laughs> your like hard work is not the only thing stopping you. What's stopping you is sexism, racism, systemic oppression. Systemic oppression. Oh, what's that? We hate mothers. Let's chuck that in too. Mm, mm-hmm. And. The only reason why you get to succeed is if you are lucky enough to have like an understanding manager or an understanding supervisor or someone that gets it, that has done it before you, or I don't know, has a daughter and feels bad for women. Like that should not be what stops you from reaching your goals. And so I find that if I was trying to create change in the financial world by working in a financial institution, you think they're going to be like, she should be the face of this company the giggle oh
1: <laughs> uh, it's all true, true man
0: <laughs> whereas by doing it myself like I can reach the people that are going to vibe with me that are going to be my customers directly I can do it you know without the big systemic oppressions that often happen and you just kind of cut through the noise and that's what I've like if I had a daughter This is what I would say. I'd be like, you can go and work for other people. And I think that's fantastic. And you'll learn a lot of skills. But if this is like, I don't know, corporate America, I don't know if you're going to be
1: seen and heard in the same way that if you just went out on your own. Yeah. And especially just, just, you know, being a woman, being a woman of color and then chuck on being a mother. If you decide to become a mother, there are just so many obstacles that definitely deter women from pursuing anything further because the environment isn't built for them there is no support and you're kind of made to feel bad about having children and acting like you don't have them mm. and you're like well my child is sick i can't come in like what do you mean child what do you mean what, what do, you do you mean, mean <laughs> a child Maya? what what do you what do you mean you don't care like yeah that's a very good pro this
0: one I don't know how this is going to get taken. I like having my own business because it means I can choose who I work with. Yeah. I don't like, because I'm not good at, you know, office politics and work drama. And everyone's like, you know, there's lots of different personalities. You have to learn to deal with different personalities. I'm like, why? Is there an option where I don't have to deal with difficult personalities? Own your own business. Own oh, your own business. If there's a difficult personality, you don't actually have to work with them.
1: I think as someone who has worked in many places and has had their fair share of toxic environments, (laughs) I completely agree with this. I think everyone would have worked with someone who grinds their gears, who they didn't get along with. And like, of course, if you think, well, I would rather not work with them, then why would you not put yourself in an environment where you don't have to? Well, where at least you can limit, I guess, the risk of working with a super sexist or racist person, you know?
0: I completely agree. And so that's been another huge reason because now my life is only filled with amazing people. Like, you know, when you become an adult and you're like, oh, I get to choose my friends. My friends aren't just the people that I was in class with every day and therefore just like naturally hung out with it's the same with work. When you own a business, you're choosing the people that you employ or you contract or you're you're even choosing your clients. If you have like a really crappy client that you're not happy with, you don't have to work with them. There'll be another client and you can let them go. If you work for someone and there's a crappy client, are you going to go up to your boss and be like, I don't want to work with this guy? No, you'd be a really, Mm. really bad employee in your boss's eyes. So those are kind of my main reasons. And I don't know if you've noticed I definitely picked it up as well these aren't financial reasons these are quality of life reasons Mm -hmm. I'm not saying hey I like having a business because I get to tax right off 10% of my mortgage or my electricity bill those are nice but it's not always about the money the money was always my first motivator but As time has gone on, I think I've started to realize I get to choose when I work, I get to choose where I work, and I get to choose who I work with. And that is a reason for me to start a business. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. But did you have any more to chuck on to that?
1: I agree with all of those as well. That's initially why I've always wanted to start a business is for the flexibility and to create a lifestyle that suits me instead of having to create a life around 40 to 50 hours a week like my job but also creating something that I'm passionate about and love. That's not to say that you can't have that in a normal nine-to-five job. Definitely not. But I think for me personally and what I want to do and the impact that I want to create for people is just not really available in the health system that we currently have. And so I have to create it. There is not yeah, just like that space available. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to create something that aligns with my values and that I'm passionate about that also fits around the lifestyle. It's definitely for me, lifestyle living as opposed to like, of course, yes, I want to pay all of my bills and be financially secure and all of those kinds of things. But yeah, just the idea of calculating oh I only have two more sick days left I'm just gonna go to work even though I absolutely feel so terrible and don't want to just like having that control over my life is just very valuable to me. <laughs> Maya's laughing because I just pulled a
0: face because Oh my God, yeah. It's been like two years and I forget what it's like working
1: a nine-to-five job. But yeah, your sick days. That's so weird. You only get seven paid sick days in Aotearoa in New Zealand. But even still... Our American listeners are like, congrats, that's seven more days than us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But still, you know, just life doesn't happen like that. So... I took a sick day today, actually. Good. Yeah. I'm
0: glad. I was like, I need a mental health day.
1: But guess what? It's my
0: company. I can't. exactly and then (laughs) there you go yeah and so so what are your cons the cons of starting a business for someone that is debating if they even should be in business there were like four that I wasn't expecting because everyone talks about you know well it's going to be hard work and it's going to be lots of hours and there's lots of uncertainty the first thing that I found really difficult is if you have anxiety and i don't mean like clinically diagnosed anxiety if you're just someone that's slightly anxious and doesn't like you know like making decisions i'm not a very decisive person you're gonna have to learn to change that so i had to change some parts of my personality to fit around being a business owner because you can't mm-hmm. usually i'm like oh you know well let's do what you guys want to do like which app should we use someone similar uh Like, they're all pretty good. Like, you can't do that as a business owner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to be good at putting your foot down and making decisions. And so one of the downsides is I had to become more, like, confident, which isn't a bad thing, but I had to become more decisive. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I felt like I was being a little bit mean, but I had to, like, put my foot down on things. And that wasn't Mm. really me. So that was one thing that I didn't like. The second thing that I would highly recommend people consider if they want to start a business is you will always worry about if your business is going to fail and even if the business is bringing in a million dollars a year you will still worry but what if it's different this time and I have like the way Girls That invest runs is we have you know a large community that helps us bring in money together I have a different friend who has a company where all of her f- funding comes from like four main sponsors and she was complaining and being like, oh, I have to really suck up to these four main sponsors to get the funding for the year. And I was like, we have to impress 300,000 people every year. You know, like we don't sell as many, as high price things, but we have to sell lots of them. You sell a few things, but they're so high priced, you have to be really good at selling it to four people. Like no matter who you are, what side of the business coin you're on, you're always going to be worried. Like what if people just don't like the product anymore? Mm.
1: And that's also the thing about having a business is that it's not, it's not as stable as a nine to five. No, absolutely not. And
0: you will have like months where it will do really well and months where it will do really poorly. Some months you will spend more money than you make. And that's our company and yet every year it still works out really well but you know come like July and we're spending more because we're not selling anything and for a while we didn't have ads and so that was definitely stressful the third thing that I would say to someone if they aren't sure if they want to start a business and this would be a con is you definitely lose the like shininess of being a business owner really quickly like if you are really excited to go to parties or events and dinners and when people ask you what you do and you're like oh I run a business it suddenly gets really tiring because then they're like what's the business what does it do and then you get kind of judged for it and if you're if you've got like a normal nine-to-five job and you're like I'm an optometrist no one asks you any more questions like that used to be easy mm-hmm that was my identity, and now when my identity has because people wrap your identity around what you do, now that my identity is like being a business owner, I feel like I'm always having to
1: sell mm and is that because you are doing something that is so important to you and valuable to you, and you know it's if you feel that people are judging it, then you feel like people are judging something that you value. And then that's more offensive than if people are like, oh, you're a mechanic. And you're like, I don't care. I'm just fixing cars. But at least you're like, I run a business that helps empower women to take control of their money and their lifestyle. And someone's like, well, what about boys that invest? <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm literally just trying to
0: eat my salad. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the world revolves around you. <laughs>
0: I guess that's more of a petty one. But the last one that I would really consider is you have to be really good at always wanting to learn new things. Like the world of business constantly changes, and what worked for us, you know, last quarter, last year, doesn't always work. And so you're always learning. And for me, this is actually a pro. I love this. I love always being able to learn, I love always feeling like I need to read new books. I love looking at business news. I love watching what other people are doing and getting ideas from people in different industries. But if you're like, I just want to start a business and have it set up and I don't need to learn anything more and I don't want to be like feeling like I'm still in school, that would get really hard. And I can see that getting annoying.
1: Mm. Those... Uh, surprising! I thought the first one you would say was like the instability of income, which is what I automatically think of and what I'm going to assume a lot of people think of as well, like having to be decisive and feeling like you're always kind of having to have your spiel ready with things that I didn't really think of.
0: It's just weird you always have your elevator pitch like I got to meet New Zealand's Prime Minister at a dinner because I won an award and they were sitting next to me and like the person that was hosting the award was like oh like Simran's like the young leader winner for this award and then Prime Minister looked at me and I was like I didn't mean to say it but I was like do you want me to give you my elevator pitch and he like laughed but it's like that's what it is like It's not like, hi, my name is Simran, this is
1: what I do. It's like, let me just quickly sell myself. Mm. And then that's the preface of you're a business owner 24-7. And so like wherever you go and you have these things, you've got to turn it on, especially if it's, yeah, something, yeah, you, you just got to turn it on all the time when people ask and build a little bit of armor. If people critique it in a certain way where you know usually you wouldn't care if you're a mechanic you're like hey talk to me when your car breaks down, okay (laughs) exactly so in all honesty there's a few reasons
0: why being a business owner is fantastic and I think for some listeners you might walk away from this and go okay this was really interesting I can see why this might work for me or you might go oh my goodness on top of what you usually hear like you know the time commitment and the instability of the salary. I am a really anxious person or I am someone where I don't know if I want to do all these extra things and maybe it isn't right for me and maybe the pros don't outweigh the cons. I have so many friends that are so happy in their nine-to-fives that do so well in their nine-to-fives and going into business would almost just be like the silliest thing to do for their wealth and their journeys and their happiness and for others it's like I'm calling them up and I'm like, when are you going to quit your job? Because you are made for Mm. business. Like you need to get in and do this. You have so much room to grow. I'm talking to one of them right now. (laughs) I'm trying, babe. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) So in saying that, I think this is a really good place to wrap up. Hopefully you've been able to take something away. It has been so good to have you
1: back, Maya. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And I... I am so happy, so, so happy to be back. I'm sorry that it felt like my wedding leave was just going on and on and on, but I'm so happy to be back. I love it. Hey, when we work together, we have a lot of
0: fun, but if you're going to have a wedding leave, do you think I'm going to say no?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, was, I need this off because it's my wedding, so. I'm getting married and then I don't want to think about work. Yeah. 100%.
0: It was amazing. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found it helpful, if you know someone that, you know, is on the fence about starting a business, this would be the perfect one to send to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag us. It is the best way for us to grow the podcast, to help more people and to help spread the message of financial literacy and wealth. Until next time, Maya. Kakite. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.